Hello everyone and welcome back to our urban mobility podcast that we are preparing in collaboration with EIT Urban Mobility. My name is Jan Palička and I'm a journalist working for the Czech news server info.cz. For those of you who are new to the podcast, I would strongly recommend listening to the previous two episodes in which we have covered what exactly is urban mobility all about, what does the EIT Urban Mobility do, how does the collaboration with research and academic institution work, and we've also talked to some CEOs of various startups focusing on the field of urban mobility. In today's third episode, we will focus on innovation process. When it comes to mobility, innovation has always played the most vital part. From invention of the wheel, through the invention and mass production of cars, to today's challenges that the modern world is facing. It wouldn't be the same without bright minds and their ideas being brought to life. Today, we take a closer look on how the innovations of the 21st century can be promoted on both local and global levels. If we didn't innovate our cities and won't adapt them to new technologies and new trends, then maybe we would still use horses and carriages today. Well, probably not. We will still drive our cars and ride our bikes. But imagine all the buses struggling to get through the crossroads in the morning traffic rush without, for example, such a basic thing as traffic lights. The crossroads management has become such a natural part of our everyday life that we don't even realize that this very important and active item of urban transportation was introduced over a hundred years ago as an innovative way how to regulate the flow of traffic. And the way of living in the cities have changed significantly during the last century. Luckily for us, technology has also gone a long road since then and it is constantly helping us to overcome everyday struggles of our lives in the cities. Without further ado, let me introduce you to our first guest in today's episode, which is Mr. Maria Nitsch, Innovation Lifecycle Officer of the EIT Urban Mobility Innovation Hub East. Hello, Marianne, and thank you for being here with us today. And since our main topic today is innovation, what can you tell us about the innovations that we can see today in the changing of urban environment? First of all, thanks for having me. I'm really glad that uh, that we can talk about these issues and about the innovations in urban mobility. So when we're looking at our changing environments we see three different topics that uh, we can say that brought to novelties into into our lives first is the digital transformation second is the mindset shift kind of that digital transformation brought to us as well and i'll explain it a little bit later and the third one is the regulation and sustainability environment that regulates this kind of two main shifts so if we take a look at the first thing that we mentioned the digital transformation i mean in the top of our thing we have we can order the taxi we can order a service we can take a look at the buses timetables and switch the mode of the of our transportation all these things wasn't available like 15 years ago only if you take a look at the mindset change i mean whoever would tell us let's say before airbnb became a mainstream that you will live in the apartment of the total stranger i mean nobody would believe you right so this mindset change is also something that is very significant and third thing is as we were talking about the airbnb i mean It had also certain downsides of the new services that need to be regulated and some of the cities took already the regulations, some of them are on the way. So when we're talking about innovation, we see that it's constantly changed and we're seeing that everyday life and uh, we will see this kind of change and 
and adaptation that city would need to undertake also in the field of for example active mobility where we see that people who are uh, wearing different digital wearables and count their steps they will be able to use much more sidewalks and use the cities for the shorter distances and also in the logistics matters when we saw that the rise of the e-commerce and the rise of the uh, food delivery brought us new services uh, there will be also some changes and also some innovation and also in the field of immobility and infrastructure for public charging we're completely new uh, structure of energy services and energy distribution uh, distribution would need to be considered last but not least when we take a look a little bit further and take a look at the future operation like autonomous vehicles and communication between the infrastructure and the cars and or infrastructure and the various vehicles and vehicles among themselves so these are all the fields that uh, we will see a lot of innovation in the, in these fields and we are looking forward for, for them and we are great that uh, we can enable them with our partners you have already started talking about what we can see in the future you've always you've already started to mention how the mindsets of people is changing are there some like trends that you can see and you can name in the field of innovations that can foreshadow what we will see in the upcoming years That was what I already mentioned. That in this field, where we where we was mentioning either the energy or the futuristic approaches, where the communication between the infrastructure and the vehicles would be much more significant, and we would see much more data that networks such a 5G or IoT will will enable us in the terms of safety safety or in the terms of like better management of the transportation, uh, avoiding of congestions, and and generally enabling to have emission. -free Free zones, for example, in a city. So, yes, this kind of this kind of things we will see that it's ahead of us, and uh, European cities are working with that, and it's coming. Uh, as we're talking, the whole world has entered recently a second year of the coronavirus pandemics that pretty much affects everything we do and the people do. Are there any specific needs and the challenges? to change the urban transport after we will finally get to the much desired back to normal situation? I mean. Nobody has a crystal ball, right? So, but uh, we can see on the other side that home office became a new normal, and then uh, that will all definitely have some dependencies on the transportation. I mean, from short-term perspective, people want the new normal life became reality. Uh, definitely would like to get to the quote outcome normal life. So the, we would see we would see the same or more or less the same usage of the urban transportation as we saw before. Uh, but in a long-term perspective, definitely. Definitely the dependencies from the offices that wouldn't be needed, the commercial offices or the rise of the e-commerce and, uh, and deliveries, uh, there would be some dependencies that going to change the general mode of uh, transportation within the urban areas. And if we move slightly back to EIT urban mobility activities and uh, the innovation programs that there are within the EIT urban mobility, can you describe to us what is the beginning of such a project? How does the project lives within the EIT urban mobility community and how can the partners of EIT urban mobility can contribute to such project? Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what our knowledge and innovation community is offering. We are enabling and financially supporting the urban mobility innovations and we have a great partners uh, coming from uh, academy, uh, from a research organization, uh, from an industry and from the cities and all of all of them had their, their own approach and their own uh, point of view and uh, Uh, their abilities. I mean, it's it's great that before you test something into in, in in real life, you can.
can you can use a modeling data modeling that for example uh, research institutions has a has a uh, capacities and power brain to offer such a services. On the other side, industries are those who who knows their customers and who knows how how the real business is is, is working. So they can they can offer this point of view. And last but not least, it wouldn't be able to put all these things together without the cities when you can when you can test and and pilot those projects. So basically, you are right. I mean, in the beginning, there is an idea. Around the idea, there is a certain types of institution as I mentioned uh, are, are building their consortium and, and distribute their roles and their their duties and in the end they are submitting a project and after the, the evaluation the project is after the approval of the project the project has this, a certain phase phases and uh, once the project is successful and from the reaction from the cities or inhabitants we, we see that the certain KPIs were fulfilled and we see that it came or Brought the, the innovation that was that was originally designed. And then there, there is a time to scale it up to the other cities and to the other areas. And this is exactly what our partners do, and we are thanks, thankful for that. And maybe we would invite also other partners to take a look at our website, take a look at our programs, and uh, and try to join us in the, to to bring better life for our cities and to involve our daily transport in the, with the better conditions. Thank you, Marianne, for the interview, and I wish you good luck with all your activities within the EIT Urban Mobility community. Thank you very much. One of such partners mentioned of the EIT Urban Mobility in the field of innovation is Prague-based PowerHub. And that brings us to our second guest today, Mr. Tofik Dalal, leader of PowerHub EIT Urban Mobility Program. Mr. Dalal, thank you for joining us and welcome to Urban Mobility Podcast. Hello and thank you for having me here. I would start with the most general question and that would be introduction of PowerHub in general. What exactly is PowerHub and what does it do? PowerHub is a multi-purpose institution which focuses on acceleration and incubators, uh, incubation of startups, financing, helping with financing and uh, funding, uh, providing legal support and administration, and also uh, networking and community. Uh, we have teams in four countries, uh, Czechia, where it's our core, Slovakia, Germany, and also uh, we're expanding in the, U- in the US. We have long-term experience with Czech, Central Eastern Europe, as well as European uh, Union or US-based programs for startup acceleration incubation or scale-upping as well. We also help with pilot projects, lie with the industry partners or let's say within cities. Also, we provide training with proven concepts in sales, financial, financing, uh, legal and intellectual property, marketing, social media, design thinking, product development and similar, similar abilities. And also we have a large pool of mentors where we can pair each mentor with a startup. So uh, we we provide really the best knowledge depending on what uh, the startup needs. Also, we can uh, organize events. We have large experience uh, with organizing events either on a local or international scale. And we always go the extra mile to provide support for our startups and partners. That's a very broad spectrum of uh, activities that you do. And can you please just a bit more focus on how does the cooperation between PowerHub and the EIT Urban Mobility work specifically? So with uh, EIT Urban Mobility, we are a core partner and also we are a member of a consortium. Depends on the program that uh, we belong to in the EIT Urban Mobility. So we are also in acceleration and also in scale-ups. In different programs, we provide different uh, different services. In some, we provide training, boot camps, 
programs. In others, we also provide development for uh, outside of Europe and also we assist the other partners. Right. You've mentioned the programs that you are working on. One of those programs is the Accelerator program. And what can we exactly imagine under, under that? Can you give us a detailed example of the activities done within the Accelerator program? Right. So uh, in the acceleration program, what we do is when we get a, uh, we have the startups, we analyze their needs and uh, match them and we analyze their needs and then look in our pool of uh, mentors to match the knowledge of the mentors with the needs of the startups. So we then pro do a training program, which is focused on sales, go to market, pitching, development. We can also help them with applying in different programs. And also we provide them, we connect them to the network that we have across Europe. And I can mention companies like Laplander, Parkomat and Tracking Form, which have benefited from our services. And as you've mentioned, certain companies that have benefited from cooperation with PowerHub, do you have a rough number of how many startup companies have already gone through the process with PowerHub? I mean, about 500 that has already gone through programs uh, where PowerHub has been involved in a way or another. Well, that's a pretty nice number and hopefully it'll expand more into the yeah, future. Yeah, we hope so too. <laughs> and we'll move from hundreds to thousands. And our first guest in today's podcast, Mr. Marian Nietzsche, has mentioned that innovation is a collaborative effort and PowerHub is helping to bridge startups with the industry partners and representatives of the cities, as you've already mentioned. Can you give our listeners a closer look from, let's say, last year? What were the activities of PowerHub in this specific field? Well, as I mentioned, uh, one of our assets are, is the uh, mentor pool. So we have a large pool of mentors with different uh, expertise that we can uh, provide the startups. And also we help them connect with different uh, institutions like cities where they can, pro where can do their pilots to see how, if, if their solution and how they work. How this, I mean, if their solutions are viable and how, how they can be implemented. And uh, this is an example of Parkomat with the city of Ostrava. But also we have cooperation with the transportation company of Prague, Dopravni Podnik Praha, where tracking form is being tested. That's a device that is monitoring the rails when the tram is passing on the rails and it, uh, it detects uh, different cracks because it generates some vibrations. Mm -hmm. So that's one example. And also we're working with companies like Milus. Mm -hmm. And I've heard about one of the events that have been there in the last year, which has been the Prague Innovation Week that's been uh, performed in cooperation with ELI, which is the European Leadership and Academic Institute. What has been the role of PowerHub and the concrete example of EIT urban mobility promotion activities during the Prague Innovation Week? Well, Prague Innovation Week was just one event of many events that uh, where we where we basically showcase the startups where we can help them get uh, visibility and also connect them with other players. So we have partners across Europe. We work with, uh, as I mentioned, cities. We work with companies like Digila, but we also have partners like uh, Utum in Germany, Hamburg uh, in in Spain, like Carnet. So we are we are able to connect them. And we are able to get them to international events, not only not only the Innovation Week in Prague, but also a Smart City Expo in Barcelona or the ITS Hamburg. Mm -hmm. uh, so as you are saying that uh, the cooperation is uh, multinational and all around the world, the Prague Innovation Week, obviously from its name, has been local presentation of uh, activities of companies in Prague. And if a partner approaches PowerHub with a global ambition, can you also help them to present themselves and their ideas in a world scale event? And has there been any such event recently? Absolutely, absolutely. As I mentioned, Prague was one where we took the EU startups to Prague and Prague was also broadcasted live. So it was 
sort of an international event, but also we have uh, big events. It has been changed to uh, digital, and this was organized by uh, Reuters Events, which is a division of the Reuters News Agency. And there we helped our startups to be showcased at that event. So they had their videos were were being showed. Uh, there was a competition that was has been organized, and one of the startups also won the competition. So it was an international competition, and we're very happy that one of our startups, one of our scale-ups, in fact, won the competition. It was Meep from Spain. Oh, that's an amazing thing to hear. And I hope that in the future, there will be more startups and scale-ups that will be winning world awards. And that would be part of the IT urban mobility community. And they would be a partners to PowerHub. You talked about the event in San Diego in California. And I believe that for many companies, maybe most of them, even the European ones, the United States is the key market that they want to expand to. Has something changed in the recent year? Because you've said that even the convention has been held digitally in, in a virtual world. Has something changed in the accessibility to the United States market since all the meetings and all the conventions are held online? Has it helped the companies and has it increased the possibility to make uh, successful access to the United States via this? This is a very interesting question. Part of the things that we do for ScaleUp is help them expand, uh, expand beyond Europe. And we have programs for that. And we also have partners with whom we connect them. And uh, the, the startups usually, when they want to expand, they're looking for funding and it's uh, focused uh, in San Francisco in Silicon Valley. And what happened because of COVID last year is, let me take it one step back, before the investors usually in the United States would only consider, uh, consider investing in companies which they had, let's say, within a driving distance of 200 kilometers. But because of COVID, this was not possible. And they changed the approach. And there are companies that have been invested only through video conferences, because usually investors, they invest in the team, they want to see the person, it's not primarily the company or the product, but they want to see really the team and get the personal feeling out of it. So this has changed. And this also is helping uh, the companies to access uh, funding in a way that before they, they were not able to get that. And this is why, where we also try to help them connect them, we get them the experts from the United States to talk to them. We connect them, they can get vaster network and also learn knowledge. And they implement that knowledge in their pitching so that they know what to focus on when they are facing an investor. So this is also part of what we do and what we offer the, the startups. Well, it's good to hear that the COVID era has eventually brought some positives into the world. And hopefully this will help Czech companies and European companies to expand to the United markets if they desire to do so. Absolutely. I mean, uh, there's always on, on something bad, you can you can always find something good. So this was one of it. And I believe that's what motions the innovation forward throughout the ages. That's true. Mr. Dalal, thank you for joining us and I wish you good luck in your future activities. Thank you very much for having me here. Today, we've heard about the innovation process in both theory and practice. I believe that our guests have given you an insider's look into the situation. And before we say each other goodbye, I believe that it is very important to point out that maybe it is even you who has an innovative idea that might help us to make another step forward towards a more modern and more sustainable way of living in our cities. So I would like to address those of you who have interesting projects or innovative ideas in the field of urban mobility, or even those who already lead existing startups, and this applies not only for the companies or individuals from the Czech Republic, but also from all other Central European countries, don't hesitate to connect and we could help you with support of the EIT Urban Mobility to develop and to find the right partners and to transform your projects or ideas into reality. 
And that's it for today. Thank you all for listening and I wish you all a nice day. Stay healthy, stay innovative and stay mobile.